Welcome to the Negligent Discharge Podcast, episode 12. I think it's 12. I don't even know at this point. Episode 12. Today, you are joined by me, Jonah, and Tudor. Lovely. How's it going, Tudor? Dude, good, good. Um, I know right before we started, we're like, I have a crazy story for you, and I'm like trying to figure out how to tie this into like bigger things, but I guess, I guess we'll just full send it. So dude, anyways, yesterday, <laughs> just, just to jump straight into the story. I, um, I biked to Fisher point, which Fisher point, like, I think you've seen some photos on like my Snapchat stories where it's like kind of this like cliff area and all that. Um, it's like four miles from my house, but it's like basically the middle of nowhere. And so I basically like got really close there. I was like within like maybe like a quarter of a mile there. I dropped my bike into like the bushes and just like walk the rest of the way because it's like super rocky and just kind of crappy terrain to bike over. Um, and like, dude, I was like maybe, I don't know, maybe like 50 yards from like being at the very end of the of the trailhead or like at the very like, you know, near the cliffs, right? And dude, like all of a sudden I see like kind of coming off over these cliffs, like towards me, this like huge thing. And at first I thought it was a dog, but I'm like, dude, that movement does not look like a dog. And then all oh, of a sudden, God. dude, it looks me straight in the eyes and I'm like, holy fuck that's a mountain lion this thing was oh, like was a dude it was a mountain lion it was oh like 30 God. yards in front of me and i was like holy whoa. shit dude. oh whoa dude oh yeah. whoa dude, dude I what like, I... <laughs> wait how far away was it it's like 30 yards in front of me bro like scary as fuck oh dude what did you do dude so like initially i had my airpods in right and like it's so like because at first I, I I didn't really notice it and like I took them out and then like I because I saw it and I was like holy shit and I like, part of me wanted to take a photo so people would believe me but I like I stopped dead in my tracks I'm like it's not worth it man I'm not trying to die I just like look at it I just like start walking backwards slowly and then like I just like start like walking even faster like getting out of there and then Whoa. like yeah and like dude the thing was huge like it was, like a giant cat man like like, it's crazy because I, I kind of wish I got a photo, but at the same time, I'm like, I also didn't want to die. So, yeah. <laughs> but the entire time, I'm like, dude, I really wish I had a gun on me. I really wish I had a gun on me. <laughs> like, I didn't bring anything with me except a water bottle. Well, question of the day. If you had carried that morning, what would you have brought? Oh, dude. I So, funny enough, before I left, I was like, oh, should I bring my P10F? And I'm like, nah. Did it, like, I've, I've gone on this trail a million times. Like, I've never needed a gun with me. And like, dude, as soon as I made eye contact with that thing, I'm like, holy fuck, I really wish I brought the P10F. Like, holy shit. Because <laughs> like, it was actually, it wasn't even in the morning. This was like kind of near sunset. And so I was like, because I think it also has a flashlight on it, that P10F. And so I was like, maybe I can like blind it and shoot it at the same time. Like if it tries to attack me, like, I don't know. Probably just piss it off more than anything else. But, <laughs> you know. I wonder what the... Uh... I wonder what you can get away with shooting a mountain lion. I mean, obviously bears, you know, bears, yeah. you don't want to shoot that, but I wonder if a nine mil would be effective against the mountain lion. Dude, Probably. I don't know. I mean, like what I kind of figured was like, at least the P10F has like 19 plus one capacity. And like, what? Well, so like now what I'm thinking is like, if I ever go out into the woods, I'm bringing that gun and like my big ass, like six inch blade. Cause I was like, man, those are the two things that I was like, I don't need, but I should bring. And then, like, right when I made eye contact with that thing, I'm like, oh, fuck, I really should have brought these with me. So, yeah. 
Wow. That's pretty scary, dude. Um, dude, yeah. I thought they, I thought they normally weren't out that early. Dude, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I've never seen a mountain lion before. And like that, that was crazy. Like I was low key, like, like, like I said, I really wish I'd taken a photo because like now it's just like one of those things of like, ah, oh, like if I could just have the proof to show like how big this thing was and like, but yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. It was like very, very adrenaline pumping. Like the entire time, like while I was like leaving, I just kept looking up from my back. I was just expecting to come chasing after me. <laughs> like, so I was like, oh shit. Honestly, man. Yeah. You, that, uh, that's pretty sketchy. Um, uh, yeah. Well, what are your takeaways from that? Um, always stay strapped to get clapped, I guess. <laughs> like, wow. even, even, if you're no, like, even if you're nowhere around people, nature might clap your ass too. So look out. Holy crap, dude. You better, better bring like a hunting rifle next time you go biking. <laughs> dude, yeah. You know, what's, you know what's crazy though? I usually run there like sometimes, right? And so like in my mind, I was like, bro, like what if I was like running and like I had my AirPods in and like I don't notice like the cat, like that would have sucked. Like, I am so damn lucky that I wasn't just, like, running up to that and, like, all of a sudden, like, holy fuck, there's a cat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that that would have been big shit. Oh, dude. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, that would definitely, like, I definitely would never hit that trail again. But, I mean, do you think you'll go back or? Oh, yeah. So, what ended up happening, this was kind of funny. So, like, I left. I, like, I went, like, maybe, like, a quarter of a mile back to, like, the main, like, road that connects to it. It's like all through the forest, right? But like, there's kind of bigger parts that are like the main parts, I guess. And I saw some people starting to bike that way, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, there's maybe a mountain lion still there, right? And I was like, "Uh, do I tell?" I mean, because like they already like passed me at this point, I couldn't like yell at them. Um, but like, oh, I, you I didn't it- tell. Hold on, because like, dude, they just put it past me. And I was like. <laughs> And I was like still trying to comprehend like what had just happened. <laughs> Bro, what? Oh my gosh. What would have happened if you like read the news that more the next morning? Oh, no. No, so, here's what happened. So like, they, they booked it past me to go to the, the the cliffs or whatever, right? And I was just like, wait, like, do I do I yell at them and like tell them not to go? Like, what what do I do? Right. So I stood there for a couple of minutes, like debating what to do. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go die. But at the same time, I just might've sent these people to their death on accident <laughs> you know, by being a complete idiot. And so I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go back. Right. So I went back <laughs> like, and dude, oh, luckily, wow. dude, luckily those, that mountain lion left. Like luckily it wasn't there. And like, I guess like it was like traversing across like the cliffs or something, but like, yeah. So like, luckily by the time that like we ended up getting like to that place, like that thing was nowhere to be seen. But well, uh, they don't uh, they don't normally go after groups of people, but they definitely do attack people that are by themselves, which is why oh, yeah. it's so scary that you thought because that thing easily could have taken you down. Oh, easily. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like as fast as I am as a runner, like that thing would easily just like oh, pounce on me. Not a not a not a chance, man. You'd be avocado toast. <laughs> not a chance. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like that to me was uh yeah, very, very eye-opening because i was like bro like i i never in a million years would have expected to see a mountain lion there and like the other thing too is like i've heard that they mainly attack like if you corner them 
And so like, for me, that's why I just like instantly, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting out of this area. I don't want it to like feel like it's cornered or like, and obviously it was nowhere near being cornered, but like, I, I just didn't want to like press my luck, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, there's your, uh, there's your spirit quest of the week. You encountered your, uh, encountered your, uh, your spirit animal, potentially mountain lion. Yeah, like dude, it. dude, that was, yeah. <laughs> like I had, I had quite the adrenaline rush for like quite a few minutes. I was like, oh dude, like this is, this is intense. Yeah. No kidding, man. No kidding. Well, so, yeah. um, kind of switching gears from that crazy tale. <laughs> yeah, you're I want to I want to be, begin talking today about Representative uh, David Sicilian. Oh, that, Is that yeah, his that, name? That piece of shit. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Sicilian so, or whatever. Sicilian, Sicilian, Sicilian. I don't know. Uh, same, same difference. Let's uh, let's talk. Wait, about did you see this. my response that I put to that, like on on the negligent discharge page? Because you know you posted on yours. Yeah, I, was, okay. I did. Yeah. I did. I did see it. Um. Gosh, I wish like I wish I had a stock that just gave me full auto capability. Dude, say. Uh, I mean, man, if only what he said was actually true. If only, if only. Uh, yeah, okay, well, well, okay, just for guys. context, let's just like bring context into this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like, he's talking about so this this representative uh, during like the HR one eight zero eight like hearings or whatever. He like said that apparently. Uh, what is it that braces somehow cause for basically full auto like bump fire the like capabilities or whatever like that's basically the gist right. of it right yeah kind of okay to be honest kind of an honest mistake like okay like i like i ripped him like i like i i, I ripped him up and down in the post that i made but but, but like not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really an honest mistake though like, you'd have to be pretty idiotic to make that mistake i feel like like, 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 literally have done no research to have made that mistake, you know? But, but here's, so here's what I'm saying about that, though. I, I can see, I can easily see how somebody who's not immersed in the gun world would make that false correlation because, you know, they hear that these stabilizing braces are a hot button issue, which mm. they are. There is a lot of controversy around the stabilizing brace because of the ATF and everything that's going on with that. But it has nothing to do with bump stocks, which, by the way, bump stocks are illegal. Yeah, uh, I know. And, I, and they're, they're not even grandfathered in. Like, they're illegal to own, period, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, well, yeah, from, from what and, I know, Trump was the one that, like, ended up making that illegal, from what I understand. So, yeah, it was yeah. right after the Vegas massacre, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's always a fun one to think about is, you know, uh, Trump kind of screwing over gun owners but that's a whole nother podcast in of itself oh, dude, but, I, I i can yeah <laughs> Let, let's go on a different let's not go on that we'll, tangent. We'll, we'll go on a different different tangent there but um when i say it's an honest mistake if it was somebody who wasn't like trying to enact legislation like if it was just someone on the street <coughs> i could completely understand and even forgive this misunderstanding the difference is though is this guy like i believe that was the that was the code committee right judiciary committee to like get this thing on the floor am i right about that oh uh, i don't know i mean i just saw like that he said that and i didn't look much into it so i don't know I, i'm not like super informed on what's been going on about like the whole like hearing and all that but just like the memes and all like the stupid commentary that's coming out of it like i'm 
I'm, I'm seeing quite a bit of it and it's making me cringe hard. Yeah. Well, okay. For, for maybe, maybe those that don't know, maybe those that are listening that don't know what this whole thing is about. Okay. So this representative, Res, representative Sicilian, Sicilian, whatever his name is, he's talking, he's, he's got a picture of an AR pistol and he's holding it up and he's like one, if you actually go back and look at that pistol, it's uh, it's really funny because if you look at like the, the vertical foregrip, it's like way up front by the magwell. Like uh, I don't super, know. Super anybody, illegal. <laughs> like, oh, well, right. That's a whole other thing. Like, yeah, like honestly, like the configuration of that is just like completely like, you know, whatever. Like there's a lot you could, you could lock a good into there, but he has this picture of this AR pistol now. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I'm looking at the photo. Like where the, why the fuck is that foregrip where it is? That's so stupid. It's like it's way up, it's way up front by the Magwell. And hey, like, listen, I'm sure there's people that like it like it that way. Whatever. I wouldn't put it there. But yeah, I wouldn't um, either. That's that's weird. I didn't I didn't think I didn't think I mean maybe it's a SBR, but if it is an SBR, why would you have the pistol brace? Like yeah, exactly. that, that that does not look like a legit setup. Anyway, that's 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 beyond the point. Uh he's pointing at this thing, it's a pistol brace. Now yeah. the whole thing about the pistol brace, if you guys don't know, the pistol brace is basically it's not a stock quote unquote it's a piece of plastic that theoretically is supposed to wrap around your arm now it just so happens to wink wink nudge nudge look and act exactly like an actual stock looks and acts and so Mm. people get around it that's how people have basically gotten around the atf now the atf doesn't allow you to own a 16 inch barreled or excuse me the atf doesn't allow you to own a gun that's or a, a long gun that's underneath 16 inches in barrel length but people get around that by calling their firearms quote-unquote pistols anyway am i am i going on a tangent here no no i mean dude like i i'm very passionate about it too i'm just letting you speak because like i also have just as much rage and frustration with the atf and and the misunderstandings about the the laws and all of that. And I I think the one clarification I just want to kind of just make just because like, I I think for us, it makes sense what you said, but um, it's just like the, like the, like a 14, five gun, for example, like an, like an AR with a 14, five barrel or like a 10, 10, five barrel, whatever, like without like to own it as a firearm, like as, as an actual rifle, you would have to do, an NFA form and fill out all that paperwork to have it as an SBR, which means to allow it to have a foregrip, to allow it to have an actual stock. Um, but if you didn't want to like put a stock and you wanted to kind of go through the legal loophole that exists, you can just throw a brace on it. And instead of throwing a foregrip, you can just put an angled grip on it. Right. Um, exactly. So essentially the way that I see which, the brace, which is- we, we used to have one of those in our friend group too. Like that was actually the very first AR I ever owned was yeah. one of those. Yeah, that was literally the first AR I ever shot was the the AR pistol. Um, but I mean, I think I think personally, it's a great legal loophole. But I think it's really stupid that even it even exists in the first place. I think that like realistically, like you know, the difference between a stock and a brace is non-existent. And like, and and, and anyone that's a gun owner that like knows these things knows that. And like, I think the ATF low key knows that, and they're pretty pissed about it. Um, but like it, it's a great way to kind of say f you to the atf but at the same time it's like this should not be an issue like the atf should not be controlling like if you can own an sbr or not and you know like if you have to fill out uh paperwork and pay a 200 dollars tax stamp like that should not be a thing that exists i mean if anything the atf should be abolished like let's just throw that out there <laughs> so. 
Defund, defund the ATF. Absolutely. No, excuse me. Defund the AFT. Yes, the AFT. Yes, defund exactly. the AFT. Um, yes, yes. But I mean, so yeah, you bring up like, I mean, the whole, the whole history of why braces exist is honestly kind of crazy. Now, granted, I mean, maybe there might be like that actual 5% of the population that has a legitimate disability and actually needs to brace their arm to shoot yeah. this thing. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if that's really a real thing or not. Apparently it's, it is for some people, but basically, like you said, like this arm brace is designed as a legal loophole, but it is legal to own. Um, I myself used to own one. I don't own that anymore because I don't have an SBR type build anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind i'm just gonna i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> well no but, but, but see, I, I i do have a brace like i do have a brace for my scorpion and i do have it on there all the time just because you know it, I, I didn't want to go for the whole tax stamp bullshit so yeah so i mean no, like, exactly what, yeah exactly so like that's that's one of the things where it's like like as much as i hate braces because i really just like I, I they just don't look as good as stocks and they don't really feel as good for the most part like it's at the same time i don't want to deal with the the nfa and all that crap so i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna put a brace on it call it good absolutely um so i mean you could say what you want about the the pistol brace thing you could disagree with it you could think that you know what it's a legal loophole and we need to shut it down yada yada people are people are bracing the ar pistols and they're legally carrying around these these ar pistols like what the denver or not that denver it was who's the shoot where was the shooting it was boulder it was in boulder colorado where the guy used a ruger 556 no i think i think it was aurora actually were you thinking about i'm I'm talking about the more recent one so aurora was when he walked in the guy walked into the movie theater and he was dressed as the joker i'm talking about the, uh, the one that happened about a year ago and it took place in like a shopping center let me see. I'm actually curious. I could have sworn that was Aurora. Let me. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Let me. Let me do some quick research here. Uh, shooting. Oh, uh, yeah. That was actually what you're talking about. Um, huh. Okay. Weird. I don't. Then what was the other one that I'm thinking of? It was no, Boulder? the other one was. It was in Aurora. Um, there was one in Aurora, and this was this was almost like ten years ago. Uh-huh. Um where he walked into a movie theater and it was like one of the Batman movies and he was dressed up as the Joker. Um, and it was really like, it was really a tragic story. A lot of people died, but the one mm-hmm. I'm, I'm referring to happened about a year ago where the guy just walked into a grocery store. I can't remember. Yeah, the yeah. Um, no, it was like a okay. King's King supers or whatever. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah exactly. Five, five, six pistol. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So that, that, that's all besides the point, but you could, okay. Like, like I, but I will see this point. Like you could make the, the case that, these pistol braces, they're bad. They're a loophole. People shouldn't own them. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But don't don't talk about something like the pistol brace, which is like, let's be honest, it's 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 a special kind of stock. You know, it's a stock that's not a stock. Exactly. It's not a bump stock. You, you there, there's the they a a pistol brace does not increase or decrease your ability to bump fire your gun in any capacity whatsoever like zilch like there's nothing it does you, you, know, so you know what think, does help though you know what does help though well, your what? finger skills it's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to get ready for valentine's day boys <laughs> amen brother 
Uh, and piss off the ATF. <laughs> well, it just gets it gets me to this point where it's like the people that are drafting legislation on this stuff have no idea what they're talking about. And I mean, it's, it's to be expected, but, but we've seen this time and time again, where people have zero clue where people are saying crazy things like full semi-automatic. And they're just, they're just saying these like crazy buzzwords that they created in their head, you know, and then it's, and it's demonstrated live on television. And then like half the people don't know any different. Half the people are just like, yeah, you know, cause they don't know either. Um, but I mean, what's your take on that? Cause I think like, I like, I know for me and for several other people, it's just so infuriating that, you know, oh, yeah. a, that gun control legislation is getting passed at all, but B that's getting, it's getting pushed by complete dimwits. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like I definitely agree. They're complete dimwits. And this is what I was trying to say earlier when you uh, said like, it's kind of like an honest mistake. And like, I, I understand what you were getting at when you said that, but like, that was what I was trying to like say from my point is like, since they do have the responsibility of like, you know, being kind of like an authority in that they're trying to pass legislation about it, they should know what they're talking about. They should do the research and try to understand like what these things actually are. And as you said, it's been proven time and time again, that they clearly do not know. And they clearly do not put the time and effort to understand these things. And I mean, it makes sense. Cause like, they don't care. They, all they care about is using, kind of like the emotional chaos and the fear that has been around firearms to ultimately push their agenda, which is to ultimately de-arm people, right? And so that to me is the biggest thing. It's like, and that, that to me is also what bothers me. It's like, this is why people um, can easily make these mistakes because like, it's, it's not about the facts to some extent. Like the facts are almost irrelevant when it comes to firearms. It's more about like who can spread the most fear, right? And like, and, and to some extent, it's like, you know, whether it's the fear of they're taking our guns or the fear of, oh, my God, people are going to shoot us up with their guns. Right. And so it's kind of like which which one wins in the end of the day. Right. And that, that's kind of the, the sad it's, reality. So you're saying that both sides are motivated by fear, essentially. I mean, more or less, like I'm not I'm not saying that's purely the only reason, but I do think when it comes to like political things like this, I think there's a lot of fear behind it. I mean, I'm also very much so like. I want to say afraid, but definitely wary of the potential for them, like coming for our firearms and like what that would um, look like and what would happen if that happens. And, and like, did you see that video? It was like recently, it was a couple of days ago, I think, where like the ATF and like some police officers went up to that guy's like front porch. And like these guys were like wearing like uh, full body armor, like the, the police officers in ATF. And they were like, oh, like, we just wanted to see that you have your firearms. Can you just show us, you know, whatever. Did you, did you see that video or no? No, I think it was posted by Mr. Guns and Gear, maybe. Yeah, it was like all over the like the, the internet. Like everyone was kind of criticizing what was happening. It's like they didn't have a search warrant. They didn't have any like reasonable like reason to actually be looking at that, like, like to, to ask for his guns essentially and to see what guns he had. And so it's uh, it was kind of concerning because it's like they – they're they're not going to go within their legal uh how do you say the proper legal routes to do what they need to do or do what they want to do you know no no i completely agree man i mean i like honestly like i think we're seeing the complete degradation of law and order on both sides like Mm -hmm. a obviously from just the population in general i think there's um a friend of mine just sent me this video 
about this brand new bridge that was unveiled. I, I can't remember where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, this huge bridge, this brand new bridge in the city. And like within a week of it being open, people just like climbing on top of it, vandalizing it, like racing cars on this bridge. Mm-hmm. And it and it was set as an example of like, you know, society, like civilians kind of just like kind of kind of losing respect for authority and social norms. But on the other side of that, you also have this crap with law enforcement. No, yeah. I'm not trying to go, I'm not trying to go on a, an anti-law enforcement rant here. Oh boy. <laughs> but I, I am just saying that it's like, I think just to your point, it's totally right. I think just like across the board, it seems like everybody's starting to abandon um, societal principles, societal boundaries of what you can and cannot do. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean, I think I think it's it's um I think especially with politics I think that's where you see it the most especially I just feel like yeah. there's really no respect for like doing things the right way and it's all about like it's kind of like I feel like the way that they see it at this point is like as long as the end justifies the means you know I think that's kind of like what the the logic is at this point and it's like that's that's not that's not right because even then like what if the end is wrong what if the what if you get there and you're like, oh, we fucked up, you know? And it's like, great, fucking brilliant solution you guys had. Well, let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about HR 1808. So you talk about like the ends justifying the means. Like, I just want to point out here. Hey, I mean, the odds of HR 1808 passing are in the Senate are probably pretty slim. Dude, oh, I'm... I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's kind of, I mean, in the House, it was kind of expected, to be honest. But, like, in the Senate, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I doubt it will pass. But, like, part of me is like, dude, it, like, I don't know, man. Like, it might. Who knows? All it takes is 10 stupid Republicans. Yeah, which at this point, we have quite a few of them. So we, we, we have we have way more than 10 stupid Republicans. And so there is absolutely reason to be concerned. Exactly. Uh, but let's talk about, OK, let's say theoretically 1808 passes. Dude, there would be blood on the streets. Like you're talking about a time when we have like the most political tension potentially ever. I mean, I don't want to like, you know, maybe not ever. I don't know. Like, I mean, but we like seriously high political tension and like, really, you're going to like threaten to de-arm people. I mean, do that. Well, okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm speaking out to him because the bill does grandfather in existing guns, right? Oh, it does it. I actually don't know. I don't <sighs> I have to I have to look at it. Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, let, let's say even even if it does, like hypothetically, let's say if it does, um, like the way I see it is like, dude, like that that would still be enough cause for like, because like the, the way that I see it is like, let's say hypothetically it does grandfather things in then ultimately that's just a stepping stone for them to do more, right? So it's like, yeah. if there's not bloodshed then, then there will be later down the road, you know? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying bloodshed would be justified. I don't think it would be. But I am mm-hmm. just saying, like, dude, you've got a whole bunch of angry-ass people who are ticked off. And it's like, really? Like, you're going to, like, try to take away their guns? See the, how the hell that works out for you, dumbass? <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, let's see. Um, I'm trying to find love today. Oh, dude, same. Like, I keep seeing, like, so much about this. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, 
and I can't find uh, I don't find anything about it being grandfathered in. Um, well, there were a few details that I remember reading. One of them was that they would be grandfathered in, I think. Um, but you would need an FFL. You would need a background check and, and for, for a private sale, you would need to do a private sale through an FFL. That was one mm -hmm. of the big things. So like, it would be completely, it would be like, it would be a felony to like, you know, just like change guns, sell guns between friends. Like we frequently have done. Um, Don't worry about it, ATF. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and that's perfectly legal right now. And that's a very common, that's just, that's just very common. Um, yeah. it's the way it's, it's frankly, it's kind of like the way it should be if you ask me, but oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it comes down to personal judgment, you know? Yeah. yeah I, so, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not able to find anything right now. I, all I see is that it just seems like it'll ban like a big chunk of firearms essentially. Um, well, it's not even, it's not just uh quote unquote assault weapons. It's also oh, yeah, like, like handguns. Dude, my 19X, your, your CC. No, actually, no, it's not true. So apparently the reason why really? those handguns are banned is because they have a threaded barrel. Like that, that's what they're deeming to be. Like, so if, if it has an ability to put a suppressor on it, that's where they're like, oh, it's a, an assault weapon and it has to be banned. That, that, those, are the, those are the handguns that they're banning. It's not like just any handgun. Are you sure? That's from what I've seen. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. Let me look this up. So it's like it bans all semi-automatic AR and AK pistols. And then at the same time, um, it'll ban large capacity magazines. And where's the other stuff on it? Let's see. Um, yeah. But so how do you define, anything with the how do you define barrel. large? How do you define large capacity magazine though? Oh, Is that geez. 30 rounds? Is it above 10 rounds? Dude, I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, here's another thing about it. So it says HR 1808, it bans any semi-auto pistol with a detachable magazine and one of the following. So that's a threaded barrel, a second pistol grip, a barrel shroud, the capacity to accept a detachable magazine at um, some location outside of the pistol grip, a semi-automatic version of an automatic firearm, a manufactured weight of 50 ounces or more when unloaded, and a stabilizing brace or similar component. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that okay. would definitely ban my so Scorpion. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably more so going after, like, um, like ATC. AR pistols and... Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. That's not something, like, like guys, there are a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of gun owners, and, and, and I, I, I'm not one of them, for the record. We are, mm -hmm. not, we are not part of this group. There are many gun owners right oh, now boy. that have zero moral qualms about <laughs> using violent force and the threat of stuff like this. But anyway, man, I got I to gotta get off this subject because my blood pressure is going to raise way too much. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how are you feeling, Joan? Are you feeling amped up? Like who, who needs caffeine when you got fucking just pure rage towards dumbass politicians? I know. The uh, president of the United States has COVID. We could talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I do. At this point, I have no respect for Biden. I have no, I have nothing left to say about him. I'm, I'm just so fed up. Like, I, I was actually, maybe it was a couple of days ago. I don't know. Like to me what really bothers me about him is it seems like his whole logic and policy is America last. 
and literally any other nation American, uh, uh, any other nation first. Right. And I'm like, dude, like we're providing so much money and support, not only to Ukraine, but to other countries as well. You know, and I'm like, and, and where, where is the support for us? Where's the money for us? Like, I, I feel like there's like, you're not running this country. You're, you're helping other people. And that's, that's not what the president of the United States is supposed to do, you know, and granted, we could go on a huge tangent here, but it, it is something that's been well, kind of pissing me off. What you're saying. So he's not supposed to help other people. I might disagree with that. No, no, no I'm not. I'm not saying no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, he, he definitely like as as a world power and a world leader, like you definitely have the responsibility to do that. But I think right, that right. like the first priority should be your nation and your people. Right. And I feel like that's not what, that's not what's happening is what I'm trying to say. No, 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 I, no, I know. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I haven't been following the international state of things lately that much. Um, I do know that there was, he was in Israel, essentially. Uh, there was I think, he, I think like, he went to the Saudis and like was begging for oil and whatnot and other crap like that. Something, something like that. Um, essentially kind of like disavowed Israel or something like that. It was, it was, it was like a week ago from the time of recording this. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, I mean, like, you know, okay, we don't even need to talk about that. We can obviously talk about like, uh, you know, maybe like Afghanistan. That was a pretty big major whoopsie that benefited nobody except the Taliban. Didn't yeah. benefit Afghanistan. It didn't benefit. Okay. I know you disagree. With, okay. All right, well, no, 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 no. I know you disagree. <laughs> But I, I mean, I have, I, I have a different perspective on it, like, just to be honest, but like, I mean, I, I can say yeah. it like, I mean, it's, I don't know. If you want to, we can, we can also skirt that. We can also skirt that policy because, okay, listen. Um, well, no, I mean, I let, let's, 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 we brought it up. I'm just going to say this, like yeah. in all, in all reality, like Trump was the one that like initiated like the whole withdrawal from Afghanistan, you know, like that, that was like one of, that, that was like his plan his idea and that was where it became or was it was initiated that whole process right now granted i will admit under the biden presidency shit did not go well and like from from my understanding and i could be totally wrong i understood that trump wanted to do it even faster than biden actually ended up doing it like because i think they were supposed to do yeah and so i guess i could be wrong but my point is either way like people a lot of people that are saying oh like you know it's biden's fault that we withdrew from afghanistan it's like that's not actually true. Now, I mean, I, I would I would give them props if they said that, oh yeah, he did a shit job of doing it, then yeah, I'll, I'll give you props, yeah. like 100%, you sure. know? Um, and I do think that a lot of things could have been done better. And I think the fact that a lot of our military equipment is in the Taliban's hands is a terrible, terrible mistake. And e- even if it's old equipment, like I understand that a lot of that equipment like either would have been blown up or just like, you know, not used at all. It's like, it, they, we should still not be arming terrorists you know we should still not arm people that have bad intentions and ultimately just going to make the country that we tried to liberate and tried to help just going to make that country even worse off now absolutely well okay and to be fair so you brought up trump and and that's true that trump was planning withdrawals i think shortly before he left office um Mm. and that's actually like a conservative a a common conservative backed position is that we shouldn't be in afghanistan um, mm-hmm. it's also a comp like, that's just a common American position. Um, I actually don't personally hold that position. I, I, I'm of a different persuasion, but we won't talk about that here. Um, Oh, I see. So I think you're right. I think you're right in pointing out that it's a nuanced 
it's a nuanced thing. Um, oh yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's never black and white, you know? And that's the thing where it's like, there's so many things that went wrong on so many different fronts that it's, it's not as easy to say like, Oh, it's just Biden's fault or it's just Trump's fault or, you know, like, like it's not as easy just to point fingers, you know, but that's what I'm trying to say. No. Okay. No, totally. And I, and I do agree with you. Um, but yes. What was that, what's that mischievous about, smile? What is that smile that you have? <laughs> you're talking about America last. And that's that's how we got lost on this whole thing in the first uh, place. Yeah. Talking about yeah. this America, America last mindset. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, you know, the, pre- the president is, is, in all honesty, it's kind of a figurehead for the people. I really do. Maybe not the people, but a figurehead for a movement. So it's not like, like you said, it's not like you can just like finger point and say like, oh, this is all Biden's fault. Like, like most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, this, there, there is, it just is a fact that, you know, there is this America last mentality going around that is, you know, deeply affecting us and it's affecting global affairs. It's affecting, it's affecting our energy. Now, obviously there is a debate over the energy thing as well, but, um, but dude, everything about, nowadays is debated. Like, there's like not a single topic that anyone can agree on. So, it just goes to show the state of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess more so. Like, without getting into these policy debates, like, let's talk more about like the mindset, like the this America last mindset, mm. and and how that compares to to nationalism, which does seem to be increasing around the world. Yeah. Um, it seems like we're like on one hand we're becoming more nationalistic. Like maybe the, I would say the conservative party definitely seems to have become more nationalist populist. Um, but as a whole, like what America is doing in the world, it seems like we're becoming much more globalist. I was wondering what you thought about that. I mean, yeah, like completely. I think, and I think it's, I think the way to actually say it is, I feel like individuals are becoming more nationalist and more nation focused, but I feel like governments are more globalist focused nowadays. And so I think there's kind of like a disconnect between what the people want and what the governments are trying to do. Um, And that may not be true for all governments. It may not be true for all people, um, but I just feel like as a whole, that's kind of what we're seeing is just there's greater push towards a globalist society. And as a result, there's a lot of tensions that are resulting in between individuals, not only of the same nation, but also of different nations, because in the end of the day, like we are different people, we have different needs and different ideas and different beliefs. And um, there, there are just going to be differences and tensions that inherently exist, which is going to result in greater nationalism. What? So, okay. So you're saying you're saying that there's greater differences that exist, which could you, could you kind of, could you kind of like expand on that a little bit? So you're saying differences Mm -hmm. are going to lead to nationalism, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, I think like just, so for example, I think like you can see this in Europe is how I would say it. So in Europe, for example, when you have all of the, um, like the immigrants and refugees that are, you know, from Syria and from Africa and, you know, the Middle East and all of that, when they were going into Europe, like there was kind of a huge increase in nationalistic pride in European nations because it's like, well, these are not people that have the same beliefs, same values and same cultural background as we do. And if anything, it just kind of reinforces and strengthens 
the the nationalistic and cultural pride of those European nations because like oh like these are outsiders that are coming into our country and um it, it just kind of reinforces and strengthens those values um and interestingly like when the whole Ukraine thing happened I know there was a lot of controversy about oh how come now when Ukrainians are fleeing how come Europeans are welcoming them welcoming um how come Europeans are welcoming the uh, Ukrainians with open arms and, and uh, you know, like more than happy to help. And it's like, well, you have to understand and re- realistically speaking, Ukrainians are also Europeans. They are also like of the same culture and same mindset and same background to some extent, like sure. They may be Eastern European, but overall they're still kind of of the same ideology for the most part. And so it's like, there's no real like difference or any real tensions, you know, cause even, even when I was in Romania, like, you know, you would see some Ukrainians, but like no one like had anything against them. But like, if you see like, like you would see like when you go to like Spain and you'd see like those like Somalians and all that, like you could see that people would treat them differently. And so it's, it's like, I don't, I don't honestly want to say it's racism. I mean, maybe it is, but I think there's, it's also just inherently like it's, it's built into like our tribalism as a people, as, as human beings, you know, it's like what we associate with is what we're going to stick with. And we're going to kind of like fortify that and anything that's different. It's like, we're going to push that away. It, it's almost like a protection thing. Oh, I think that's, um, I think that's super well said. And that's actually like, uh, it's a good topic, a good topic to move on to. Um, Let's uh we we haven't talked about you and the gypsies yet. We haven't talked about uh, oh, Romania no. and gypsies. I, I was I was I was so scared you're gonna go there. Damn it! I knew I knew it. I, as soon as I said Ukrainians and Romanians, I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna he's gonna bring up the gypsies. This son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. So I think there is something interesting there, though. It's like yeah, you know, kind of like this whole like this concept of like strangers in a foreign land. So you brought yeah. up um like the Somalians that you would see in like Spain, yeah. right. Oh, or, mm-hmm. or just like, like immigrants in general, but like, you know, specifically like you bring up like, like what, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have brought this up. No, uh, no, no we're, we're on this tangent. Let's go. Fuck it. Full send it. We're on this tangent. Let's go. Okay. Why, why is it like, what is the perception? Like, like, cause this gypsy phenomenon, like to be clear, it's not just a Romanian thing. Although I do believe they are actually from Romania. Correct. So like the, the originally, gypsy culture. originally, they're not actually from Romania. They're like from India and like in the Middle Eastern like regions and like Pakistan and all of that. Like that's that's originally like where these people originally like come from. Right. And like ever since they immigrated and came to Romania and, and primarily like the rest of Eastern Europe, but it's primarily Romania that has like a bigger gypsy population and kind of a bigger, uh, uh, I guess, like. Uh, I mean, like, just to kind of clarify, like, so they, they rename themselves to Roma, right? So you have Romanians, and then the gypsy population is named Roma. And that's where a lot of Romanians get really frustrated. They're like, they're not Romanian, don't call them Roma, even though like, it's not the same as Romanian, it sounds very similar to Romanian. And it's like, let's, let's not call them that like they are like right. the, the actual word is tigan, like that's like, you know, like gypsy or like, you know, it's so it, like that's what it is in Romanian. And like, they're very adamant on like, we're not calling them Romas. We are not, you know, giving them that title. We don't like them. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like there are some like 
very well off gypsies like there are some that have become like super famous like they're good singers like I've listened to some of their songs and I actually like some of their music um so it's not like every single gypsy is like hated but it's like as as the most part um I think the biggest thing that like Romanians and, and maybe the rest of Europe kind of experiences they experience this problem of like a misconception of like what it means to be Romanian what it means to be gypsy which you know totally separate things but also like where like one culture start one where one ends and also um like there's also a lot of uh there's a lot of tensions that exist between the two different um the two different cultures and two different populations I guess I, I'm just kind of talking all over the place I don't I don't know if any of that was coherent at all <laughs> no absolutely absolutely um I think it is because I mean we're gonna jump all over and I think like this will be this will take up the rest of the podcast because I think mm-hmm. it's a it's a complicated issue um it is yeah well because I mean the thing is we initially had done an earlier podcast that had talked about this but I was like Jonah we're not posting that because we, 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 <laughs> we are not airing this episode yeah yeah so this there, is there, there uh, were some things that could have been phrased a lot better <laughs> take this is take two this is take two maybe maybe we'll post this um <laughs> we'll but this concept of of the other of nationalism of of association mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me okay like have you heard about have you heard of this kind of this new phrase that's out there it's um christian nationalism have you heard of this no that's, that's the first i've heard i've never heard that before so, so I almost guarantee you, you, you will start to hear this phrase more and more mm-hmm. um, from, from media, probably like specifically from like a, from more of like a left-leaning media source. Um, well, like I'm guessing a negative of, connotation, right? They're probably like, oh, like those, those uh, Christian nationalists, they're bad people. I'm guessing is what, I'm guessing that's the, right? Like I'm assuming, I'm like, sorry to just put a tangent in there, but. No, no. So, so, so basically like the, this concept of like the Christian nationalist, um, and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give a double-edged approach to this. Mm-hmm. The, the, there is this, there's like this depiction of, of Christian nationalism as essentially being like a, like a theocratic, a theoc- like a white theocratic approach to government that's becoming more prevalent on the right wing. That's basically saying like, you know, um like the united states should become a biblical government mm. and it's hard and it okay it's you know to, some listeners might be like well yeah that's just the republican party um but it's more than that like this there's this there's this new term it's like it's like kind of describing this phenomenon of mm. of christian nationalists it's like people who are like will go to war to like take back their country on biblical principles and mm. and and I, and I, and I have, there's, there's, I think there's, there's a couple things with it. Like one, I think there are some serious problems with American theocracy. I think, I think there, there, there are people that do think that they should just basically, you know, use their biblical principles and apply that to the rest of the country and, and essentially, um, essentially demolish church and state. I do believe that those people are out there. And I even think there's ev- like, you can, there, there are, there's evidence of this. You can see this. You can see that there are people that are promoting, they're like Christian people that are promoting a very dangerous approach to government and politics. With mm-hmm. that being said, there's this kind of like, it's being, it's, the way it's kind of being covered in the media is essentially like, 
you know, if you hold traditional values and if you go to church and you are gun toting, then you, or, you know, maybe if you're white, you kind of fit the profile for someone who's a Christian nationalist, you know, mm. someone who's kind of, kind of rising up and, and who's, who's, who's rising up and who's going to be theocratic and take over the government. And now that's obviously problematic too, because who fits that stereotype? Like a lot, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but the reason, so the reason I bring it up is I think we're going to hear more. I mean, like, it's kind of this new term. It's this new buzzword that you hear about more. Um, mm. But by the same token, it is kind of a reality. Um, you know, there's, there's also like, do you know about Patriot Front? No, dude, you're like throwing out a lot of things I've not heard recently. Like, what, where are you okay. hearing these things? I'm curious. Well, Patriot Front, I'm actually surprised you haven't heard about Patriot Front. Yeah. Um, Patriot Front is a white nationalist group. Like, they're, they're actually a real white nationalist group um, mm. that, that think that America was founded by and for the Europeans and that essentially America does not belong to people of, of color. Like they're, mm. they're bad news, bad news, bad group. And yeah. they're getting a lot of news coverage because they're, there's, there's a lot of them. There's more of them and yeah. they've got more support. And they, when they go out, um, actually you should really look them up. If you, if you haven't heard of them, you should Google Patriot front. Yeah, um, I'm actually curious now. That's, <laughs> that sounds kind of uh, like, like a uh, kind of shocking i haven't heard of it well and they have a neutral name that's the thing is like oh patriot front whatever but they're they're yeah. very much like a it's it's a white supremacist group um without question mm. and and you do see more of this man like you do see more cultural maybe like ethnocentric nationalism happening in the u.s i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know if you have more to add about that you haven't heard about patriot front but well, no, I mean, I do think, well, so as soon as you mentioned, uh, what was it, Christian nationalist, right, like that, as soon as you mentioned that, instantly, like, what I was thinking of, like, that sounds so much like a, like a word or like a phrase that the left would just, like, create just to kind of, just, just, how, how to say it, just to group a bunch of people in there and just to kind of give it a negative connotation, right, and I, I guess what I thought of instantly was um, the terminal list, right, like, they're instantly like, yes. oh, this is a uh, right wing revenge, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. And like, I literally just finished watching that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't see that. I don't I don't see what you're <laughs> what you're going on about, about being this some like crazy right wing revenge fantasy. Like this is this is just like a show that's entertaining that doesn't fall into stupid wokeism and all that PC BS. And for some reason, you can't appreciate that. So instead, you're going to call it something that it's not, you know, and, and that's what I think the problem is with a lot of things nowadays. I feel like both sides are guilty of this, but I think especially the left, especially the left. And this is why I think it's kind of ironic. The left tends to be the ones that argue for accepted acceptism and uh, getting along. Yet they're also the ones that don't get along with anyone and don't accept anyone unless they're promoting their own views. Right. And so. I feel like the irony and the contradictions here are beyond belief. Um, and, I, and I think that's what's kind of causing for these nationalistic and uh, these kind of more extremist movements to come up because it's like, if you push, they push, you know, or they push, you push. Right. So, um, and, I, and I think it's just kind of natural. I think we're going to see even greater increase in um, tensions because, like, I mean, I'm not too happy about being, you know, labeled a white supremacist. I'm not too happy about being labeled some crazy extremist and just got own guns, right? Like, that's, 
And so, and I, I'm also not too happy about the stupid wokeism and PC bullcrap that exists either, right? So, like, I'm not saying I'm out here trying to join some extremist group. Like, let's let's just clarify what I'm saying here. But I'm just saying I can definitely understand where some normal people would, you know, start to have kind of more nationalistic views that are more like, you know, we need to take our country back in terms of like bringing back traditional values and traditional beliefs. And like, I I totally get behind that because I think we've gone so extreme onto some crazy wacko just absolutely insane ideas to the point that it's like we're not even focusing on things that matter we're we're literally just at each other's necks strangling each other for what purpose you know and and for what like what does this accomplish this doesn't accomplish anything and these are just absolutely stupid beliefs that are just uh, destroying society and is not going to make the future any better for any of us no, absolutely. Um, you know, I particularly agree with you about this point about um, a rise in recruitment in these militia groups, potentially. I mean, yeah. think about it. Think about it. Maybe you're maybe you're some young guy and, you know, you have some problems like, you know, you know, maybe it's like like you don't have a steady friend group or or you've got you've got some kind of problems and you look at the world and like, you know, maybe like like. Like, it's not like it's the world's fault, but maybe like you have your inner problems and you don't see a way, you don't see a clear way of fixing things. And so you make the morally, like without a question, the more morally wrong decision, but nonetheless, you feel pressured into making the decision to, well, these guys are doing something. That's the perception. These mm-hmm. guys are, these, these guys are out here in uniform. These guys are marching. These guys, these guys are, are taking up the fight, so to speak. Um, so it's really concerning. It's, it's a, it's a really scary thing because, because the people that are, are that who are out there marching, I'm not talking about people that are like doing like, you know, I'm not talking about Americans who are, who are just maybe protesting or going to route political rallies. I'm not talking about any of that. But I'm talking about specifically, like, you know, when you see a whole bunch of people in like a, in, in like a military style uniform, which is essentially what these, the people in these groups, people like Patriot Front, like they'll they'll march around and they'll they'll basically be in like you know their pants are like fatigues and yeah. they're in they're all in the same T-shirt. They're generally all wearing uh, balaclavas. I almost said yeah. baklavas. <laughs> baklavas. <laughs> ah, yeah, so tasty. Um, uh, that's funny. They they like like they literally look like soldiers, and so you know that oh, appeals yeah. to the mind that appeals to the mindset of someone that's maybe struggling. Um, and sees like, oh, wow, here's, here's a, here's a group of like, here's a group of renegades that are taking up the fight. Now then mm-hmm. obviously that becomes extra dangerous because, you know, it's, you take these groups that are saying like, Hey, look, we're going to fix the problem. But then you dig a little deeper and you find out whether well, they're clearly white supremacists. Um, um well, and so, I, think I mean, there's so, oh, sorry, go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I think it's important to note that like, I feel like militias and all that are, are commonly portrayed by the media as like white supremacist groups. But there are also militias that are like purely and only like black militias, you know, so like there, there's the whole spectrum of militias. And I think that's something that gets white a nationalism, little... white nationalism is not the only nationalism that's going on. There's, yeah. there's, there's a t- like uh, like the um, the New York subway shooter, uh, mm. to, to the best of my understanding, claimed to be a black nationalist. No, yeah, he was like he was literally like, if you actually listened to and read some of the stuff he had said, he basically said like all white people should die. And like, he, he had some really disgusting views and said some really nasty stuff. And um, so, yeah, I, I guess that was like, I mean, 
maybe people already know that, but I think it's important to note that like not all militias and not all nationalism is just like white based. It's like, there's, there's the whole spectrum and um, the whole spectrum. And I, and I think it's what's kind of crazy. It's like when you start having these different groups, like it's almost like these groups are going to start fighting against themselves. Right. And it's like, is this going to be a civil war within the nation because of these different groups or like what's going to ultimately lead to conflict if there's ever going to be conflict or, or is it going to be something like kind of like Nazi Germany where it was just these groups that ultimately rose up and took over the government and, you know, did what they did. Yeah. Well, it's, it's scary times, man. And, and I think, I think people need to keep in mind people, people who have their political convictions like you and I, or anybody that has their political convictions, like anybody, anybody who has any political conviction, I think the, the temptation is seriously out there on both sides. The temptation is seriously out there to, to get involved with the wrong type of crowd, to get, to get involved with the people that are shouting the loudest and say, we will fix it. Yeah. And because they're flashy, because they're out there, because they're doing the things that the other groups won't, won't the, the the other more centrist parts of their parties won't do like they're out there they're maybe committing acts of violence and maybe part of that is thrilling but um i don't think that's going to go away and i think the temptation for ordinary americans is only going to increase to join those groups and i think each of us individually needs to fight that well no matter what part of the political spectrum we're on we need to fight that temptation not saying that like like like, we're all just like, oh, like, you know, randomly, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go join like a hardcore militia group. But <laughs> why uh, not? Fuck it. Full sense. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's Tuesday. Why not? <laughs> Got nothing better to do on the schedule. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing better to do. I mean, you know, I mean, and I'm I, I, like, I'm one of those people. Like during 2020, I like, I thought the Civil War was coming, thought the world was ending. And so I bought a whole bunch of food and ammo and I like hunkered down. And so I don't know. I don't know. Well, and, I mean, I, I guess, I guess what's, an interesting point to kind of add and kind of bring maybe a different perspective to what you were saying is I think what can be kind of tricky when you think in terms of these militia groups and all of that is that our nation literally was founded because of essentially a militia group, like essentially people that took arms against, you know, what was the established government at the time. Right. And so I think it's kind of hard to know, like, when is the right time to, you know, potentially do that? When is the actual right, correct movement? Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you see these groups that are potentially doing something. I'm not saying that they're doing a good thing or a bad thing, or if they're even doing anything in the first place. Um, but it is, it does kind of bring into question, like, like, is that going to be the solution? Is that what, is that what's needed is because that is technically our history. Um, so I don't know. I think it is a very complicated issue. I think there's, um, a lot to it. And I think it doesn't help that there's so many tensions for so many different reasons. Um, and especially it does not help when politicians are misinformed and say things out of their ass and only lead to greater problems by being misinformed and advocating for things that they have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, exactly. Um, you already have a bunch of, you have a bunch of angry rednecks with guns. (laughs) who think that their rights are being oppressed and you are afraid of this population by your own words. You think that this population is white and Christian nationalist and like gearing up for civil war, their words, not mine. 
So you think that the solution is to threaten them and try to take away their weapons? It's like, see how the hell that works out for you. Yeah, honestly. It's like, you have to be pretty fucking stupid to go through with that plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's... um. I don't know. It's, it's hard because I definitely want to be careful what I'm saying. And that's what's like kind of tricky because it's like it could easily be misconstrued. But, you know, it's it's um, it is very enraging what's happening. And, and I think, you know, to me, what's what's so crazy about all of this, it's like what, what I don't understand. And this is to me like the most astounding, like just absolute mind fuck of like, how the hell is this even a conversation right now? Is that we have H.R. 1808, like however you want to say it that's, you know, being um, uh, talked about and going through all that stuff right now. Um, but at the same time, a couple of days ago, that kid, Eli, like literally proved why it's good to have constitutional carry, why it is good to have a firearm, why it is good to be armed and ready, you know? And it's like, people look like, I, I still can't believe that some people looked at that and were like, oh, that that's, that's, that's wrong. That's not how the second amendment should be implemented. Like, like moms that demand action, right? Like that's that was like the most dumbest response that they gave. They're like this is this is incorrect. This should not be um, how it's handled. And I don't know. It, it, I I I could just go on a huge ramp ramp rampage and just I think we're I think we're just rambling at this point. But well, I think I think that's a subject for a future podcast. I think we're 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 kind of running close on time. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't we, know. we started this with a mountain lion. We went to politics, and then we went to militia groups. So, quite, quite the, quite the interesting podcast we had today. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna fend off mountain lions? Join a militia. Don't hike alone. <laughs> dude, we should, we should have a. Dude, so, actually, it's kind of funny. I remember when I was on the mountains. Uh, I think it was in, I think it was in California somewhere. I saw these like group of people on their backpacks. They had these like flags that said like mountain humpers. And I'm and I'm just Whoa. thinking now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking now that'd be a funny militia group name, like mountain humpers fight the mountain lions. <laughs> Dude, I uh I don't think that was a militia, man. I think that was a sex cult. <laughs> oh shit. That that makes sense. Those weren't owls at <laughs> night. <laughs> Those were ah <laughs> uh. uh, man. Well. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, dude. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hope you, uh, I, I don't know what you got from this. I think it was just crazy rambling of two young 23-year-old dudes that like guns. <laughs> if you made it to the end of today's episode, we are so sorry. <laughs>